Welcome to Enduring Words with David Guzik, a daily devotional podcast brought to you by Enduring Word. Today, I want to talk to you about a great question that was asked by the crowd who heard the preaching of the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost, this is what they asked. They said, what shall we do? Uh, It's in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Let me read that verse to you. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, on that day, A large crowd heard the bold preaching of the Apostle Peter, and God did a remarkable work by the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke, the author of the book of Acts, tells us that now when they heard this, they responded with the question, what shall we do? The Jewish people gathered in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost were so moved that they asked Peter, the preacher, how they should respond. Now, it's wrong to think that Peter gave no kind of invitation or challenge to his listeners. We know that he did, because Acts chapter 2, verse 40 says, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. What we read in Acts chapter 2 is a summary, and Peter clearly did exhort them to respond. He invited his listeners to be saved. Even so, The crowd showed an amazing response when they asked that question, what shall we do? It's been said that in normal seasons of Christian work, the evangelist seeks the sinner. Yet, in times of revival or awakening, things change. The sinner seeks out the evangelist. This day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 was one of those great seasons of God's work. When God is working on someone's heart, they want to come to him. They will act to come to God. And when we see this response from the crowd, it also helps us to put the events of that day of Pentecost into perspective. The exercise of the gift of tongues produced nothing in those who heard it except for astonishment and mocking. It wasn't until the gospel was preached that conviction came from the Holy Spirit. This was the work that God really wanted to accomplish. So the people responded this way. Again, our verse describes it. Because they were cut to the heart. This is a good way to describe the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They now knew that they were responsible for the death of Jesus, as each of us are and that they had to do something in response to this responsibility. When you think about it, Peter had some previous experience with cutting. I mean, they said they were cut to the heart. Think about when Peter cut some things. Peter cut off the right ear of one of the men who came to arrest Jesus in John chapter 18. Now, all of that was an embarrassing mess that Jesus had to clean up. John chapter 18 verse 10 showed Peter in his fleshly nature, doing the best that he could and using a literal sword of human power. But when the resurrected Jesus changed Peter's life and when the power of the Holy Spirit had come upon him, he did some much more effective cutting. 
through God's spirit, working through the preaching of the word of God, he cut some hearts, opening them to Jesus. Now, this is what Peter could do in the power of the spirit, doing God's best with the sword of the spirit, God's word. So which sword was more powerful? The human sword that Peter held in the Garden of Gethsemane or the sword of the spirit that he used on the day of Pentecost? Friends, don't ever doubt the power of God to cut hearts and to change lives. Let him do some cutting in your life today. Thanks for listening to Enduring Words with David Guzik. For more information about David's ministry, visit EnduringWord.org.